Manimal here. It's Friday, September 22nd, and today on Texas Rangers with the boys, Kevin and I are back with an all-new episode that features Rangers news. We've got some award-winning Rangers from the minor league system, and we're going to talk about the five things the Rangers need to do down this stretch run to make a playoff spot. So join us today, Texas Rangers with the boys. Welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. We want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. This is your boy, Kev, a.k.a. YBK, Kevin Frazier. You can find me on social media at Kevin Lee Frazier. That is F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. You can find Texas Rangers with the boys on social media at TX Rangers WTV. And you can find us on our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. One word. Yes, just one word. Joining me, my co-host with the beard of the Mid-Cities, the 300-pound manimal, a.k.a. Bull. How you doing, brother? And where can they find you on social media as well? Man, I'm I'm doing good. We're, uh, we're getting through the uh, month of September. There's 10 games of baseball left. Mm. 10 games of baseball left for the regular season. And uh, we've got some we've got some cool stuff today. Since there's no Rangers game, we're gonna do some stud different stuff, and we'll uh, get into that later. Uh, but as of right now, doing good, um, ready for the Rangers to play the Mariners tonight at the old ballpark over here, and uh, um, it's just gonna be an exciting weekend to be a Ranger fan. Absolutely. I think we are as pumped as we could possibly be. We are playing playoff baseball here in September, and we have wanted this all. We, we talked about it all off season. We've talked about it over the last couple of years, even before we started up the show. And here we are uh, in September playing for our playoff lives. And I think it's really exciting, and it's a, it's a great sign of the future of this team. So we're going to break the format up a little bit today. and we're yeah, gonna jump... But oh, I got to tell them where they can find me on social Oh, media. yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't forget that. Twitter, Manimal mm. Bull. Instagram, Manimal 300. And both Facebook and TikTok at Bull Pro. So whatever your favorite flat platform of social media is, let's start talking Ranger baseball. Absolutely. It would be a remiss. It would be a, wouldn't be a normal show if I didn't try to talk over your social media segment. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> I mean, most people probably don't even pick up until like the five minute mark on this thing. <laughs> well, I know I'm a, I'm a chronic fast forwarder on my favorite podcast. So if you guys do the same thing, I'm, I'm no, no feelings hurt here. We're going to go ahead and break up the format a little bit today just because uh, we don't have a game we have to cover. All we have is a preview for the big, huge, huge upcoming series against Seattle. So we're going to kick it off with that. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and throw the pitching matchups out there, and then we can talk about this uh, extremely important series coming up. So uh, Friday, the Rangers have Dane Dunning going against Bryce Miller. Saturday, we have Jordan Montgomery versus Logan Gilbert. And Sunday, we have Nathan Eovaldi versus Brian Wu. We're getting some of the best that the Mariners have to offer this weekend. Yeah, it, well, they've got a lot of good to offer. <laughs> uh, we won't see Castillo this weekend. Uh, we won't see is so that doesn't hurt my feelings. But no. you know, Miller, Miller's a good piece. 
Uh, Gilbert's had a really nice season, and uh, Wu is starting to come on a little bit here of late. Um, you know, he he never pitched higher than Double A when he ended up with the uh, Mariners earlier in the season. So it's a yeah. uh, you know it's a it's a big set for the Rangers this weekend. They've got uh, they've they've got. Uh, the horses, though, I mean, they're healthy now. It yep. is, you saw it on Wednesday afternoon, what that lineup can do to teams when they're healthy. Yep. When they're healthy, everybody's swinging the bat. Everybody, I mean, all season long, they've, they've relied on Corey Seager to, to uh, basically carry the thing. And, uh, you know, he didn't have to on on – on Wednesday, and they still scored 15 runs. So mm-hmm. you know, the, the lineup can do it. The lineup can do it. Uh, we we talked about how important it is to have Garcia and Young back in that lineup, and how important they are to the lineup. Absolutely, and it, it we would be it would be remiss to have the Rangers, you know, go against a pitcher or a player or a team that's not you know playing their best baseball because it seems like all year long we seem to catch these teams at their best. So Seattle coming in here fresh off of a three-game uh, three game winning streak and the Rangers coming in off of a two-game winning streak. Uh, both of the teams have seen have had a little bit of struggles as of late, but right now they're both playing their best baseball. And uh, this should be a clash. Uh, I wouldn't know if I would call it of the Titans because uh, both of these teams are really wildcard teams, but it's going to be a huge division clash. And I think, it, man, I think we're going to be glued to the games all weekend long. I know what I'm doing this weekend. I know that you're going to be uh, sneaking your phone at the, uh, at the wedding or whatever you got going on. <laughs> well, so- luckily, fortunately for me, it's a 2 PM wedding and the Rangers are playing a six Oh five. So I, right. should, I shouldn't have to uh, uh, make a clown out of myself at said wedding. But uh, you know, me, me and Christy may dip from that reception a little early to make sure we're home in time to, uh, get the game on at six o'clock and uh you know I, uh, christy's always ready to be home so we're, <laughs> we're gonna be good on that sense so but uh yeah no it's a huge weekend and and you know the rangers have a chance to kind of put some uh, some distance between them and seattle and make some ground on on houston because you know houston's played at home against kansas city so you know, there's lots of opportunity there to, to make up ground after Cincinnati or Cleveland, Kansas City took two of three last weekend. Well, and you know, Houston has been notoriously uh, not good at home. Seattle's kind of been 50 50. They're pretty good on the road and they're pretty good at home. But let's also not forget that Seattle goes straight from Texas and then they've got Houston coming up uh, for a three game series yeah. and then they come straight back here to Texas to close it out for the season, I would say if anybody has their season in their hands, it's got to be the Mariners. Uh, Obviously the Rangers do as well, but the the Mariners could also do the Rangers a few favors. If, uh, if the Rangers can fare well in this series and Seattle can fare well in their series against uh, Houston. So a lot could happen in these next, in the, in this next week. uh, Yeah. There's so much that could happen. I mean, like, there's a there's a good possibility that that one of those three teams of each though the Rangers the 
uh, Astros or the Mariners, one of those three teams, there's a good chance that none of them make the playoffs, and there's a chance yeah. that they all that they push Toronto out of that thing, and they all make the playoffs. So <laughs> it's uh, um, I, I think really the only thing like you're going to get two AL West teams in the playoffs. Now mm-hmm. we're just going to find out which ones it's going to be, or if it's going to be all three. And, and, you know, Toronto, see what they do down the stretch as well. Because they uh, they lost a game last night to mm-hmm. New York. And uh, both Seattle and Texas picked up a game in that wild card. Or a half game in that wild card to pull within a half game of yep. of the Blue Jays as well. Yeah, yeah. And the, uh, the Mariners caught the athletics, like, right at the perfect time. Right after they had their best stretch of the season. They caught them during their worst cat, their worst or one of the worst stretches of their season. So again, it's going to be a it's going to be a major clash. Uh, Julio Rodriguez is you know kind of just really turned his season around for Seattle and has shown that you know MVP, Rookie of the Year, All Star form. He's a thirty thirty guy. So uh, the Rangers got got to deal with him, but that whole lineup's got power. And uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to see the pitching, uh, the hitting, the whole nine yards. It's going to be it's going to be a clash. And as of right now, the uh, Rangers hold the season series lead five one with Seattle before these mm-hmm. games. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, that's what six. They got seven left um, with them down the stretch here. So. Uh, 5-1 lead. The Rangers do need to win a couple this weekend to, cl- to clinch up that season series. And then, uh, as we've seen in the past, Seattle is very, plays very well against Houston, or has this year. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we'll see what happens there. Um, I think that's down in Houston, too, this week, or uh, next week, while the Rangers start their descent west. And they've got the Angels, and they're catching the Angels in a really, really good time. Yeah, and, and we got to handle our business. Um, so before we jump into the Rangers news, uh, do you want to go ahead and tell them about October 6th? I feel like we gave them enough time before we jumped into a quick commercial. Oh, yeah, and we're going to make it real quick tonight. Starry's ice cream. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, all. That's, that's it. That's I'm sorry. All. I, I, got, I got lost. I said Starry's It's going to be there October 6th, walking. Ridgely Theater, Starry's Ice Cream. Be there. And then I just started walking towards my refrigerator. I was like, oh, wait, wait, that's wrong. No, um, Kelly's Onions, bur- Kelly Onion Burger, Big Dogs Hot Dogs, Starry's Ice Cream, Martin House Beer. They present Matt War Pro till the end. This is going to be the big Cowtown cage match between Damo McCullough and Brent McKenzie. It's starting to get exciting now. We're two weeks from today. So uh, join us October 6th at the Ridgely Theater till the end with the big Cowtown cage match. Uh, I think I hit all the points. No, you did. And you hit them very well. It was great. So we'll jump right into our Rangers news. So right now the Rangers – and the Mariners still tied at a half game back from Houston. We've kind of talked a little bit about them already, but also it's a three-way tie at half game back uh, for the wild card, which the Rangers hold that tiebreaker over both of those teams as of right now. So, uh, you know, Rangers still in a great position because of the way they've handled their series against their, uh, their division rivals and the, uh, the Blue Jays. So, 
Uh, real, really I, great spot, man. Real quick, I just want to say that I hate the tiebreaker. Ah. I hate it with like because you know in baseball, if you ended up tied at the end of the season, you played that next day. But now yeah. they've ran into a spot where they've got so many playoff teams where it's hard to do that now, mm-hmm. and the, and that they've worked themselves into a a, a a scenario where they they don't that they use a tiebreak. But anyway, uh, it's not for me. I'm not a big fan of it. But you know what? Uh, if that's the one thing of all the new rule changes that came out of that I'm not a fan of, uh, I'm going to be okay. Yeah, yeah, we'll live. Um, well, we do have some really good news for the organization. Uh, I think we almost have to, you know, we've, we've obviously adopted uh, Matt Broski, but I think um, this next player we're going to mention, we probably have to go ahead and adopt him because he's gotten probably as much publicity uh, on this show as Jack Leiter or Evan Carter or even Wyatt Langford, and that's going to be Abimelech Ortiz, also known on our show as Abby Ortiz. He wins the Sally Player of the Year yeah. down minors, man. Like, what a story this year has been for that for this young man. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, real quick before I talk about Abby, I want to mention that Chad Comer, the uh, Ranger, the Hickory manager, was the Sally manager of the year, and then uh, Josh Stevens going to be the all-star game starter. But back to Abby Ortiz. Abby Ortiz was, he was a guy that the Rangers signed after the 2021 um MLB draft that he went undrafted through the 20 rounds and he was a junior college player that I think that the Rangers liked a lot and when he fell they were able to get him enough money to get him away from going to play college baseball somewhere and coming to the coming to uh, the Dominican Republic and uh, they they got they they got him down there he came he came in hitting in 2021 at the Dominican Summer League, and yeah, then they yeah. sent him. They sent him out to Down East last year, and he really, really struggled. He, um, and you know, th- this could be anything. It could have been just like first year using a wood bat. Could have been for you know, you know, whatever the ca- first full season of playing every day. You know, those kinds of things. That could have been the case for him. I don't know what the what it was, but you know, he had kind of fallen off of everybody's radar after last year's season with down east so he's going to get a repeat there at down east uh the rangers gave him enough money where they don't want to give up on him for sure and you're not going to give up on a uh you know 19 20 year old kid just because they struggled in their first full season of pro ball and yep. uh this year he came out with down east and he was swinging I mean, mm-hmm. everything coming off of his bat had high exit velocity. He was, uh, uh, you know, punishing pitchers almost every night in the uh, in the Carolina League. He gets that bump up to Hickory, and it didn't stop. It didn't change. Things didn't stop. Like he didn't move up a a, a level, and then all of a sudden he forgot how to hit. Right? I mean, that didn't mm-hmm. that didn't change. He came up to the Sally League, and he had just as quality at bats and just as many home runs and led the led the Sally League in home runs with like like 48 less at bats than the guy in front behind like second to him um so it was just a huge year for Abimelech and uh you know what congratulations to him and uh I I look forward to seeing Abby next year in Frisco absolutely it's like a feel-good story just to kind of give it a to tie a bow on his season 
294 batting average. This is combined between Down East and Hickory. And just so you guys know, some of his numbers were better at high A than they were at low A. So so the combination of the stats does does it justice. So he ended up with a 294 average, 371 on base, and a 619 uh, slug with a 990 ops. 33 home runs uh, in only 391 at-bats or 109 games. When you look at the amount of hits that he had, 53 of his 115 – I'm sorry, 57 of his 115 hits went for extra bases. Um, I mean, just, just, a power, just a power machine from the left side. A lot of, a lot of love. A lot yeah, of love about of that kid. Yeah, and, uh, um, you know – like, like I was saying, I can't wait to see him next year at Frisco. And, uh, you know, you know how it is when they start moving north of double, you know, uh, that high A, you know, it can be quick. You know, I yeah. mean, something happens to Nate Lowe next year. Uh, Abby Ortiz may be the guy that gets that call if they're, if they're looking at, like, something long-term. Right. Um, well, speaking of a guy for the Rangers that can hit for some serious power, Juan Gonzalez will be throwing out the first pitch at the game tonight, uh, and he's getting a pretty a pretty uh, prestigious honor uh, to uh, presented to him tonight as well. Well, yeah, in two thousand, I think it was like fifteen, sixteen, something like that. He he went in the Hall of Fame and he didn't make it up. And Juan Gonzalez has been upset with the Texas Rangers for a lot of years. Uh, I think from every indication I've heard from him and people around him that he wanted to play his whole career in Texas. And when they sent him to Detroit, like it broke his heart. Mm. And then on top of that, he struggled so mightily in Detroit and he didn't take all that money from Detroit and bet on himself and then had a great year in Cleveland and still didn't get, you know, the, I get the, you got a couple of years from Texas again on top of that. But man, Juan Gonzalez is my favorite Ranger of like, probably all time yeah i can see yeah I, I i might have to second you on that i absolutely absolutely loved watching him hit you know a lot of guys when you watch him hit it kind of things make sense Wong is always never made any sense to me i mean he just made it look so easy and kind of like and, and again uh, forgive the comparison but it's the only guy that comes off the top of my head but kind of like how sam huff like he, it just didn't seem like he had to work very hard to generate power. And I mean, yeah. he would just hit balls that like normally would look like a single, like just kind of like a, kind of like a tap. And I mean, he would just hit missiles. Um, never knew how a guy with that batting stance could get the bat around. Like, that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. just, I mean, just loved there's, watching him. There's no doubt. And I mean, he was quick to the ball. Um, he had a huge arm in right field. Uh, Man, they're just like he's one of those guys that you know how they always talk about who's a guy that you would like to see play his whole career injury free. Mm-hmm. That's the dude. Yeah, that's the yeah. dude. I mean, because I think he's the type of guy that he could have he could have put up record breaking RBI numbers because he hunted them, dude. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and you had a runner on second base with Juan Gonzalez up. He was that runner was coming on. But anyways, and we could talk all day about Juan Gonzalez. I could talk all day about I Juan could Gonzalez. Too. <laughs> Love the dude. He's probably my favorite Ranger, like I just said. But it'll be good to see him back at the ballpark, getting his Hall of Fame uh, credentials and all of that stuff. Throwing out the first pitch tonight, so it'll be really awesome to to have that. Uh, and hopefully, hope hope amongst hope that my man Juan Gonzalez is still rocking that mullet. Oh, brother, let's hope. Let, let's let hope. One of my favorite hitters in the in one of my favorite eras of baseball. So, um, well, let me go ahead. Juan Gonzalez was uh, was actually a product of the Rangers uh, Farm League. He came Absolutely up through the system. Um, he was, you know, uh, I believe the Rangers signed him at like 16 years old or something mm-hmm. crazy like that. Yep. Worked his way up through the system, was a surefire prospect. And when he came up, it was almost immediate. He started leading the league in home runs uh, amongst names like Ken Griffey Jr. and Barry Bonds and Matt Williams and those guys. He was he was the guy uh, hitting more home runs than them to lead the league. So if you like uh, knowing more about the minor league system that the Rangers have right now, because they got a guy screaming through the system named Wyatt Langford, uh, you ought to consider subscribing to our exclusive content. It's called Down on the Farm with the Boys. We cover all things in the farm system for the Texas Rangers. Uh, news, transactions, you'd have, you'd have already known about Abimelech Ortiz right off the bat because he's been on our on our radar since the very beginning when he was, uh, you know, just tearing the cover off the ball at Down East. So for just $1.99 a month, you can make our podcast your one-stop shop for all things Rangers. Organization-wide, go to our Spotify page or our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. One word. And subscribe today. So let's jump into our uh, kind of our main segment for today. And uh, it's kind of exciting, kind of fun. Uh, you know, this will be fun and it'll be serious all at one time. But we've got five things the Rangers need to do. I say we. You put together five things the Rangers need to do to make the playoffs in these last 10 games. I have my one honorable mention uh, at the end, but uh, let's go through these five things and I'm going to kick it off with the very first one. And how about we go this way? I will, I will say it and then I'll let you say what you got to say about it. First things first, Josh Young needs to be the catalyst for this offense. Yeah, he, uh, he's come back and the offense has started rolling again. So it's got to keep going. It's got, I mean, and I don't think, I honestly, I think if, if Josh Young comes back and the Rangers start scoring 15 runs again every night, that they should just give him the rookie of the year. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how he's fallen out of that conversation, but yet his numbers are still better than like 90% of these yeah, guys. Yeah, and, and, they're, and they're still the same amount. It's just he missed his time in the end of the season and they missed their time at the beginning. Yep. Yeah, it's just one of those uh, unfortunate timing is everything, but I think Josh Young could care less about winning a Rookie of the Year award. I just he want that draft to pick. Yeah, he wants to go in the playoff. He wants to get in the playoffs and win playoff games. There's no doubt he does. Yeah, and and an honorable mention to him at third base. I mean, the plays that he's made since he's been back, no one else is making those plays. We've, we've missed that, right? That's been the uh, <laughs> like in my opinion, I've almost missed that as much as the bat. I mean, the plays that he's making are – he's made a handful of plays that I know for a fact that the guys that were in there uh, backing him up uh, wouldn't have made those plays. And, and that's no forget, those guys. And don't forget, he's been historically good over there this year. Historically. Yeah. Not not good. Not like historically good. Yeah. Yeah. And on that left side, I think Corey Seager's only 
only got eight errors on the year. Which yeah, I mean, there's a good chance a lot. Seager wins a gold glove this year. I'm not a lot. I'm saying that's that's like a low number for a shortstop. I mean, even if you're in the 12 to 13 range, that's probably like average. I know so, he's missed some time, but that's still no, yeah, no. Sad. That's that's under double digits at shortstop. They yeah, could win left two gold gloves on that left side this year. Yeah, at least in the running. Uh, the second thing that has to happen in this is the rotation has to hold. Matt has got to. Um, <laughs> they're they're missing a dude. They're thinking about putting Martin Perez in there. They don't know what to do with John Gray right at the moment. Who know you know? And the moment you take Martin Perez out of the bullpen, now you got to figure out how to replace that in the bullpen. So uh, this rotation has got to hold because we know the the scary part of the the the. The next thing we'll talk about. So I've been mean, the 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 Rangers have got you know they got to rely on Jordan Montgomery, Nathan Eovaldi's got to get back to where he was, and I can think we've kind of started seeing that. And mm-hmm. uh, you know it's just got to hold, and uh, and they got to figure out how to win games that they're they're in with uh, with with guys that are not at their absolute best that day. Yeah, I, I I also have seen the Rangers do something else as well that has been, you know, not, I mean, I'm sure managers have done it in the past. It's just not something you see all the time, but where it's almost like you, you've got a backup starter. And that's kind of been the role that we've seen from Martin Perez, where he's kind of on call, like ready to jump in there right. to save, no pun intended. But, but we've uh, seen it from from several people throughout the right. year. We've yeah, Dunning has done Dunning. it. We've Heaney's seen it done from it. Cody Bradford, and we've seen it from Andrew Heaney, too. So, uh, you know, uh, I wouldn't be, you know, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they, they kind of keep John Gray, if they can get three or four innings out of him and piggyback one of those guys off the back of him, that uh, mm-hmm. they might not hold with that and keep that for a while. No, and I think that's kind of what I was alluding to is that, you know, that might be that with the depth of the starting pitching that they have in the, at the big league level, that might be a, another, a, a more solid strategy than what, you know, going to the bullpen with guys that you can't trust inning over inning. So speaking of the bullpen, speaking of not being able to trust them, the third thing that the Rangers have to do to make the playoffs in these next 10 games, a little tongue in cheek here, but kind of not, they got to win by like five or six runs. Uh, they can't yeah, put this they got, in, in the and- spot. And maybe maybe five win by five or six runs is kind of like a, a tongue in cheek joke or whatever. But they have to score runs. They're going mm-hmm. to have to score runs. They're going to have to get themselves in position to where they can they can go to their bullpen and they feel comfortable with uh, the guys that they're using in the back end behind those starting pitchers who are already going six because the rotation is holding. Yes, yes, absolutely. I love it. And then in the outfield, number four. Um, the outfield, which is a mixture of veteran leadership and young players just playing out of their minds, the outfield has to stay healthy. That that quartet of outfielders that are just so valuable uh, to this team in every single way, not just at the plate, but also the way that they play defense in the outfield. Yeah, I think that's just so key. I'm into right now, Gar- Garcia's got to be healthy the rest of the season. Carter and Tavares have to, you know, while they're running out them doubles, they got to make sure they don't pull no hamstrings or anything like mm-hmm. that. You know, it's got, it's just got to be, they've got to stay healthy. They've got to stay healthy enough. They've got to play every day because right now Tavares is going good. And I mean, I saw a stat yesterday that Evan war Evan Carter's 
baseball reference war is already at a, a full point, and that's like higher than Mazzara ever had in a full season. Wow. That's wow. insane, right? Well, but I mean, he passes the eyeball test. Like, you don't even have to look at the stats. Just watch the game. He's yeah. just got yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Everything yeah. he does, like, seems that he, he's just a ball player. And whether it's whether it's making a diving catch in the outfield or throwing a guy out at home or make getting a key walk to start a rally or hitting a missile out of the out of the you know out of the park or maybe not even getting a hit or maybe not even getting on base but having like quality pitch uh, multi pitch at bats. I mean, he's well, just, and he's, he's dangerous from all facets. You know, he's yeah, running the base. He's got yeah, like I mean, he hit, he hit a ball Wednesday on the ground that the. That shouldn't have been a hit, but like when Evan Carter hit it, I was like, "That's probably a hit." Yep. And the dude made the clean play on it, and everything. I think Devers made a great play on it, and everything, and he still beat it out. Yeah, and you really like the well-rounded nature between him and Tavares uh, in left and center because they can kind of do it all. Both of those guys. Well, they can uh, they can shade and make it easier for Dolly out and right. Right, who has probably one of the best, if not the best, outfield arm in all of baseball. So yeah, and, and then not to mention that Tavares. I mean, if 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 he was a little more accurate with his thing, he has one of the better arms in in center field, and yep. uh, and we've seen it already this year. Just watching him throw the little bit that we've seen that Carter has a, a tremendous arm in left. So it, it's a. Uh, it's an We're exciting not- trio, and you know, I mean, if they're going to have a tough lefty out there, they're yep. still going to need Robbie Grossman to hit Let's up. Not forget the about lefties, and and then there's also Ezekiel Duran. So there's guys out there, but they want to stay as healthy as possible. Absolutely, and and, and Robbie Grossman really deserves a, an honorable mention because he started more rallies for this team than almost anybody. And you know, just the numbers don't necessarily say it. We've been saying it all year. That's that's what I love about baseball. Perfect. Is that as it is much a very stat-driven game, um, it is. It, there are things that happen in baseball that stats can't necessarily reflect, which is just the contradiction that I love about the game. Robbie Grossman's just one of those guys you want on your team, especially when it comes down time to play winning baseball. And remember, maybe maybe three four weeks ago, right before uh, Garcia got hurt. Grossman was probably playing maybe one or two days a week. And the moment that Garcia went down, Grossman stepped right back into the lineup and did exactly what he needed to do to keep this thing afloat. Absolutely. Let's go to our last point, the fifth point, And maybe, maybe, and I mean that like truly, maybe the most important thing on this list, um, you know, Corey Seager has to recapture that MVP form because when he's going, it's darn near impossible to beat this team. Well, and when the whole thing's going, when they're healthy, they're at full strength, and you're not just looking at the team being Simeon, Seager, and Lowe, and then, you know, you, Garver might get you, but then after that, it ain't much, you know. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then, in, uh, you know, I've been at one point uh, in the last couple of weeks before Garcia got back, I mean, you had Tavares in the six hole, you know, like there were – there were things that were really out of place and the Rangers have kind of been able to get that health back. And I think now that uh, Corey Seager, you know, I think he sees that writing on the wall that with Otani down, he could be the, the uh, MVP (laughs) and he's kind of pressing a little bit, but you know, I don't know that a hundred percent certain, but 
uh, you know, he had a big double the other day on a hit and run. And uh, so, you know, I, I think sometimes, you know, he gets a little too anxious at the plate. I never seen a guy that wants to hit so bad. Like that guy. I mean, like, I know that, I know that sounds weird, but like nobody's up there ready. Like, I mean, like, he gets in the batter's box. He swings at the first pitch. If, it, if something doesn't happen, I mean, he's right back ready. Like he, he doesn't, he doesn't step out of the box. He doesn't mess with his batting gloves. He doesn't do any of that. I've never seen him call a timeout. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, he's yeah. just ready to hit. He wants to hit. And, and I think sometimes he gets a little over anxious at the plate and swings at some bad pitches sometimes. So, uh, you know, but he's got to get going. He's got to recapture that form from the middle of the season. And I mean, there's no reason why he can't. And with the lineup going good, that gives him the opportunity to work on the things that he needs to work on to make sure that he's right for these last 10 games and this playoff run. Absolutely. So final thing, honorable mention, uh, we kind of discovered why Austin Hedges uh, has remained on this team. Oh, uh, I, have a, I have an unnamed source that I can't relay uh, this, you know, I can't attribute this to, but uh, apparently Bruce Bochy's a big fan of Austin Hedges' walk-up song. So I think Austin Hedges has to keep that walk-up song uh, just to kind of keep Bruce Bochy in the right state of mind. So I think that's going to be our honorable mention. Oh, that uh... – yeah, I, I have no idea if any of that is uh, is true at all or not. But, uh, you know, if you want to run with it, we'll run with it. Uh, <laughs> if we'll, you don't know Austin Hedges' song, that's why you have to wait till his next at bat and to listen to on the game. Is. Yeah, you, you got you to gotta listen to what it is. Oh, my. Uh, real, real quick. Yeah. Um. Before we get out of here, we mentioned that uh, Avi Ortiz was the uh, Sally League uh, MVP for the season. Yep. Uh, the Rangers announced yesterday that they're, they're uh, what do you call that? They're minor award. league all stars. Yeah, they're no, they're season ending awards for the se- for the team or whatever. Um. Also, the MVP or the Tom Grief Player of the Year was Abimelech Ortiz as well. And uh, uh, the reliever of the year was Antoine Kelly. Okay. The defender of the year was Mateo. Uh, and, you know, I lost my... I lost... Is it? Yeah, I lost all my internet just as soon as I was going to bring that up. Um <laughs> Oh, here, well, here we go. I got it back. Got real it. Quick. Okay. Got it back. Let me, let me let me get it real quick. Um, where are you? No, I don't have it anymore. I I lost it. Okay, here it oh, is. All right. So, gotcha. pitcher of the year or player of the year, Abby Ortiz. Pitcher of the year, Jose Corniel. Reliever of the year, Antoine Kelly. Defender of the year, Daniel Mateo. And the Ranger. True Crime Ranger Award goes to Blaine Krim. So I wanted to get that in there before the end of the show. Absolutely. And and we're actually Josh Stefan did make uh he he made the Sally League All-Star. Yeah, he's gonna be the starting pitcher. I I mentioned that when we talked yep. about him. Yeah, and one more one more quick little note too. Jace 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 Young. Uh looks like he made the Midwest League All-Star. Yeah, jo- Josh's little brother, huh? Yeah, yeah. With so Tigers. Yeah, so gotta love that. So 
uh, congrats to these guys uh, that have worked hard all year, and it shows you that the future uh, for the Rangers is bright. They've got a lot of a lot coming up, and and just keep an eye on it. Uh, I think that's all we've got for the day. We're gonna send you guys off. Oh, it's, that's all I got too. So we're gonna send us off into send you guys off into the weekend. I think we both. Uh, I, I mean, I'm going. When Rangers get two or three against Seattle, that's my prediction here. Sweep. Uh, what do you got? I got a sweep. You got a sweep. So Rangers are winning all three. Let's hope I'm wrong. And uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. This is Texas Rangers with the boys. Check us out on social media, TX Rangers WTB. Don't forget to check out our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. One word. And don't forget to subscribe to our exclusive content down on the farm with the boys. We cover all things Rangers minor league. It's just $1.99 a month. You can go to our webpage or our Spotify page to check that out. And uh, don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcasting uh, platform. And we're kicking it off, kicking off the weekend for the 300 pound manimal. This is your boy, Kev. We are Texas Rangers with the boys signing out.